0: This is Transistor.fm.
1: Welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the the behind-the-scenes story of building a web app in 2023. I'm Justin, and today I have an internet friend joining me, Aaron Francis... How's it going Aaron?
0: Good. It's uh it's exciting to be here. I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> it's
1: this is the first time we've talked. Um and it's it's very strange because I listen to you all the time. You have had a few podcasts. You have the Hammerstone podcast, right? Yep. Framework Friends. Am I yep. missing anything?
0: Uh l- a long time ago, I had one called The Music Makers. Okay. That was like that was like six or seven years ago, um, but it is now defunct. So that was my first podcast.
1: All right. Well I, I listen to your voice all the time and I also interact with you all the time on Twitter. and we are going to discuss a pretty hot topic this this time, which is can you bootstrap a new startup, and do that while you have young kids at the same time. So can you uh, bootstrap a family and bootstrap uh, a new company at the same time? And uh, I had a, a Twitter thread on this, and then I also wrote kind of a, a blog post that, that encompassed some of my thoughts, which is me really reflecting on trying to build multiple things when my kids were young, and now wondering if that was the best idea, if I should have just maybe waited a bit longer to uh, do both, just because, uh, as you know, starting a family is a lot of energy mm-hmm. and requires a lot of focus, a lot of time, and birthing a company also is a <laughs> lot of energy and a lot of time. Yeah. So, maybe to start out, for folks who don't know you, explain... Kind of what you're doing right now professionally, and then share as much about your family situation as you'd like. So, yeah, what are you doing professionally, and then what's the the parenting situation right now?
0: Professionally, I have a full time job at a company called Planet Scale, uh, we're a uh, MySQL uh, platform company. So, I work full time, full time job as a I'm a developer educator, um, which means I basically. You know, make a bunch of videos, write a bunch of articles I did recently I did a very big course on on MySQL, and so
1: that's yeah, kind which of is amazing by the way as uh, a, thanks. As, a, as as a side step, I think folks should go check that out. How do they search for that? It's just like uh is it mysql planet scale will that find will yeah find that would it that probably
0: way? do it. MySQL for developers planet scale would probably would probably do it better Planetscale.com slash courses would get you there as well
1: It's awesome. Um, People should check it out.
0: Thanks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun um, and a huge amount of work, which we can talk about as a part of, you know, what we're talking about here, um, because I, you know, work at this company, which I love, and I love, you know, the stuff that I do there, which I think is important. Um, But I'm also trying to, like, bootstrap a company on the side. And so... I have a partner named Colleen, um, and she and I have been working on this for like two years now. Um, and it is not like, it is not successful yet. It is not making us enough money to where I can quit. And so I'm kind of like, I'm kind of at the very beginning of this or, you know, hopefully in the middle, um, and so when I was seeing you talk about this on Twitter, I was like, I will like, we can do an old fashioned, like an old fashioned <laughs> debate and like I'll take the other side. Like I have I think I have some things to say on the other side. Um, because I also am dad to two uh two year olds. So I have I have boy girl twins and they turned two on Saturday. So just like a few days wow. ago. So yeah. So I've You I, are in I, it. I am very much in it. Yes.
1: You were in it like uh, you were you were already on level two right before right when you started. Or yeah, exactly. Or you're playing level one but with two controllers at the same time. What, what, what metaphor so, do you like? Whatever,
0: whichever one of those is harder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I can play one character at a time, but I have to play two.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the on on that note, the good thing for us is we never had just one child, so we're like, I don't know. I guess this is as hard as it is. Like. I, didn't, it's like. know, I don't have anything to look back fondly on, and be like, "Oh, when there was just one of them." It's like, "Well, they're both here now." So,
1: <laughs> cool. Well, that I think that sets things up uh, perfectly. I was I was just looking for this tweet that I saw you had, which was something to the effect of, "You feel like you're in this stage of life where you want to be kind of going after it."
0: Yeah, yeah. I call it my my maximum effort era
1: maximum yeah. effort era. So maybe explain that for me. What does it yeah. mean to be in maximum effort era?
0: Yeah, so this is something I've I've been thinking about a lot. I think primarily since the twins have come and you know Colleen and I are trying to bootstrap this company and I'm trying to my my wife is a stay-at-home mom. She works harder than I do, but she works at home, right? And so I'm mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the sole breadwinner and so like I feel a lot of that, I feel a lot of that pressure. I feel a lot of that weight of responsibility. Um, And so I think I, at some point, just decided that I was okay saying that for this period of time, and I don't know what, I don't know when this period of time ends, and I think that's an important thing to to note, but for this period of time, this is going to be a lot of work. And I'm going to put in, the maximum amount of effort that I can. And Mm -hmm. the the latter half of that tweet was, at some point in my life, I would like to enter into the semi-retired leisurely builder era of my life. I would like to do the Daniel Vasalo where I just kind of like hang out and do a small bet and make, you know, $200,000. But like, Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. And I think it was helpful for me. It was helpful for me to put a name on it to say like, I I see things that I want. I see, you know, Adam Wathen and Ben Ornstein, like, running these companies. And now you and John running these companies where you do have margin and you do have freedom. Mm-hmm. I see that and I want that, but I, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And to put a name on what where I am, which is my maximum effort era, has helped me mentally be like, okay, this is the thing that you're doing right now. And this is, importantly, an era that won't last forever, because I'll tell you, it can't last forever. Um, and that has helped me mentally get to a good spot with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, a lot of people listening to this can identify with that That thought of, I mean, it, it's what drives a lot of people to want to start their own company, is this mm-hmm. idea of, I want something better for my family. This has actually been, in the past when I've had... Um, not disagreements, but sometimes there's folks in the bootstrapper community, you know, we we have things where we don't understand each other. And when we got on a call, what ended up being true was that this particular thing was, I I think someone had said, um, you know, the money wasn't a big motivator for them. And I was like, the money's always been a big motivator for me. And, yep. you know, money is ultimately, uh, the line would be money is ultimately not a, you know, it's not a worthwhile goal. And I said, the money's always been a worthwhile goal for me. And I think what we ended up realizing was this person wasn't married and didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. And when you're on the other side of that and you're, all you're really thinking about is like, how can I provide a good life for my family? And, uh, a lot of that has to do with a money, and then b kind of the flexibility and freedom and autonomy that can come from owning your own business. Mm-hmm. So and, and does that kind of describe your goal? Like if you're thinking that the end result for the maximum effort era, you've said, you know i I, I see these people running companies and that's what i want it's it's all of these things in a row
0: yeah i think that i think that does pretty accurately describe the the end goal i'm i'm i think with you on that on the side of that conversation like the money is a motivator yes absolutely the money the money is a motivator like kids need clothes they need you know rooms to live in like yeah yeah, they're gonna share a room because they're twins, but hello, like we need space in a house, and houses cost money. Um so yeah, the money's a motivator. I think there's a and you know, unfortunately in the US, healthcare is a motivator, um, which sucks and healthcare is expensive. And so all of that, like, all of that wrapped up is is motivation. There is also so like that's the very, that's the very practical. What is my duty as a husband and a father and the, you know, in our case, the sole breadwinner of the household, like, what are my duties? And I take that extremely seriously. I think there is also like, what are, what are my hopes and dreams, man? Like what are, what is my duty to myself? And what are the things that like I want to do with my life? And like those things, those things super matter. And there are things that I am willing to sacrifice to try to make, we'll say for shorthand, to try to make my dreams come true. And there are things I'm not mm-hmm. willing to sacrifice. And I think that's an important, like, that's an important thing to talk about. Like, what are you sacrificing and for what are you sacrificing? Because there's kind of two sides to that equation.
1: Yeah. So maybe describe for me what, um, what are you willing to sacrifice And what have you kind of outlined as, like, the no-go zone? Like, I I can't sacrifice this as I'm... And and just to be clear, so right now you've got a full-time job, you've got twins at home, and on the side you're trying to bootstrap a brand-new software company uh, with a co-founder, which I think is is also another variable. Um, And uh, you're still trying... You're working maximum effort, meaning I get up, Maximum effort on being a dad, maximum effort on being a spouse, maximum effort on working for my employer. And then on the side, maximum effort on business building, which for you also has meant building my profile on Twitter, building up, uh, speaking at a bunch of conferences. This is maximum effort in. A spectrum of things
0: in in many directions, but importantly, not every direction. Yeah, it okay. is. Yeah, it is maximum effort. Like, so describe the
1: shape for me. What what are the contours of all that?
0: Yeah. So, for example, for example, that that course that we spoke about earlier for Planet Scale that was maximum effort. That was incredibly difficult because I'm like putting myself out there as the MySQL expert at a company that claims to be the The industry leading MySQL company. And so you Mm -hmm. can imagine the pressure of being like the public face of a public company in a world of database experts that want to find the places that you were wrong, right? So you can Mm -hmm. imagine like the amount of effort that goes into that, the amount of production. You know that shooting video is really production intense. And like Mm -hmm. it came out great. And I am Mm -hmm. so proud of it. And that's because I put in a huge amount of effort, right? So I think, yes, maximum effort in all of those directions. And to the question of like, what am I willing to sacrifice? A lot of other things is is the answer. I think like we talk about we being like the community. We talk about you shouldn't sacrifice certain things. And I think that's missing half of the conversation. Like, mm-hmm. what are you sacrificing for? So there's the thing you're sacrificing and the thing mm-hmm. for which you are sacrificing, right? And so mm-hmm. to draw like to draw an absurd, you could say, like, I am willing to sacrifice my own life for the lives of my children, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, if mm-hmm. there's a car coming, I know which one of us is going to get hit. Like, that's an easy thing to say. I'm willing to sacrifice my life for this. Yeah. However, I'm not willing to sacrifice my life so that PlanetScale could make a, a sale that they wouldn't otherwise make. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, that equation is out of balance. Like, I'm willing to sacrifice my life 100%, but for what? Not, for, not so that PlanetScale can close a deal. Right? Yeah. So that's the absurd, right? So then you have to, like, kind of back it down to what are the reasonables. And so then the question becomes, like, am I willing to sacrifice sleep? Am I willing to sacrifice sleep to spend more time on Twitter? I I, want to say no, because that's what I believe. Sometimes that doesn't, you know, that's not true objectively. (laughs) But, like, I'm not willing to sacrifice sleep to spend more time arguing with people on Hacker News. I am not yeah. willing to do that. I am willing to sacrifice sleep to hopefully make my dreams come true. Mm-hmm. And like that's the kind of trade-off that I'm working with right now. Is like I wake up as early as I can and every day I don't want to get out of bed. Every day I'm like, I would rather sleep in. Mm-hmm. But the, the the question is, are you gonna sleep in and then not work on your your side project that you're hoping? Is going to become a thing at some point and in some way is going to fulfill this dream that you can't quite put your finger on. Mm-hmm. Or are you gonna or are you gonna sleep in? And that's mm-hmm. that's a question I ask myself every single morning. What time are you waking up? So these days I'm waking up at about six and come straight out here to the shed, the shed quarters, which is where I work. And do all my stuff in the morning. And then at about 7.30 or 45, depending on um, the morning, I text my wife because I'm out in the shed quarters. I'm like, 30 or 45? And she'll text back 30 or 45. And so I come in at 7.30 or 45 and help with, you know, getting them out of bed, doing breakfast, doing all that kind of stuff. And then I'm back out here at 8.30, between 8.30 and 9.00. Um, So I work from home, so I have a lot of things going for me, right? My my wife is is a stay at home mom. I work from home, so I literally walk across the back deck. I have a lot of other things, like I have a partner in my side project. So I have these things going for me that I'm very cognizant of, um, and none of this is prescriptive because no one else is in my exact situation. But at nine o'clock, I come back out, and it's like time to start working for the day. And so I work remotely. That's another thing. Like my full-time job is remote. I don't go into the office. Yeah, And then I work all day. And then at night, like 5.30 or 6, depending on, you know, when the boss tells me it's dinner time, I go in and I help with the kids' dinner. And so, you know, we do kids' dinner at like an absurd hour. They eat at like 5.30. And I'm
1: like, wow, you guys
0: are so so early. (laughs) Why are you eating? But you know, they're two. Um, And then I help put them to bed and then I do the dishes and then my wife and I will eat. And then it's a question of like, are we hanging out, me and her? Or is she going somewhere? Am I going somewhere? Or is it back to work? Mm-hmm. And that's when the rest of the the side work gets done. And then weekends are, you know, similar, different, but that that's the basic structure of a day.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think the context, obviously, context is everything. So this question, can you bootstrap a new startup When you have young kids, uh, the answer is it depends, especially in North America. There's this there's this continuous thread of rugged individualism, Protestant work ethic. I'm going to uh, hustle culture, you know, uh, most notably Gary Vaynerchuk was kind of like Mm -hmm. I stay up till your eyeballs bleed and did that when he had young kids. Uh, He's now divorced, I think. You know, context matters in all of this, Um, and there's so many factors, uh, and and I think you've highlighted some of them. Number one, do you have a job? Number two, how demanding is that job? Number three, what, you know, do you work remote or are are you commuting every day? Number four, uh, where's your partner in all of this? Uh, And that is a massive question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the the the, uh, the the response to the Twitter thread was there's quite a few people who said they thought that s- starting trying to bootstrap a company on top of having young kids would only be possible if your spouse was a superhero doing ninety percent of the housework and child care. Part of my thinking in all of this, I think s- sometimes. I just want to be careful on my own uh, <laughs> when I'm when I'm discussing things. I want to be careful don't, to say... Don't you know, be shy. Yeah, it's I, okay. <laughs> I to, well, I know I want to be careful when I'm communicating to people to say, if I'm going to give general advice, uh, the advice would be, it depends, but you really need to think through a lot of issues. And some things that are easy to maybe even rationalize in the meantime which is i i think my spouse is on top uh, is in mm-hmm. this you know i think that and they're a superhero they they're superhuman they can do this with me humans are just actually humans they're we we're all actually normal none of us are really super the difference between saying for example hey honey i'm going to really put maximum effort into my job right now because there's a high chance that if i put maximum effort into my career um there's a high chance i'm going to get promoted and that could mean us going from 100,000 to 130,000 or 130,000 to 180,000 and those jumps are significant that the challenge with the business is that you are risking you're making this bet that requires an enormous amount of energy time focus and in some ways, at least for me, I guess this is where the individual comes in. You know, if I'm, when I'm really good on Twitter, I'm thinking about tweets all the time. <laughs> all the time. And when I'm, when I'm really good in, uh, and fully on maximum effort with business, I'm thinking about stuff all the time. Sure. And that is obviously going to take my focus away from other things. The risk you're doing you're making a bet and with business it's just very likely that a lot of those bets aren't going to pay off and that was certainly true for me i've had multiple bets throughout my adult life we had kids pretty young so 22 is when we had sadie you know i was making bets there and some of those bets were maximum effort cost a lot and didn't pan out i've got uh an inbox full of people who are sometimes in the same situation. They're like, I'm risking it all right now, or I'm risking a big, you know, I'm, I'm taking this bet right now. And sometimes my advice is, you know, you can take those bets, but the foundation you're building this on matters a lot. And sometimes it just makes sense to wait until the kids are out of diapers or until the kids are in school before you take that bet. hmm and a lot of it has to do with margin. Like, if I lose this bet, how much can I afford to lose? Uh, if I lose this bet, will this, you know, send our family into a tailspin or me into a tailspin? Um, so that's, I think, part of where I'm coming from is the, to be a counter narrative where, you know, American dream, American uh, Protestant work ethic, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um the, the 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 balance on that is to say, well, hold on, you could wait. My wife and I did this after a first business. We had a retail business. A couple snowboard shops didn't work out. Mm-hmm. She said, and this is probably part of the picture too. Is right. What does your spouse say? She said, I would really appreciate it if you just took a break from this until the kids are in school. So we did. You know, I just worked on career for the next however many years that was. And I, fe- I felt like that was a, a, a good decision to just wait and work on other things in the background, you know, do a little audience building, mm-hmm. make some connections, get some skills. Anyway, so that's part of where I'm coming from. What do, what do you think about all of that?
0: Yeah, I think everything you've said is eminently reasonable. And I think that's the interesting thing about the discussion is that there are many reasonable takes um, and... I think it's incredibly important. I think as a as a covering of every reasonable take, it's incredibly important that people think about this and figure it out for themselves. So I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of times um obviously it's hard to have nuance on Twitter. That's not what it was invented for. Um <laughs> so I think a lot of times we'll see the narrative and the counter narrative. And then we come back to me, which is the counter counter narrative, right? Which is basically the original narrative. Like you got to, you got to freaking work hard. And so Mm -hmm. I think, I think a lot of things. So let's start with like the people and you yourself who were saying like, it's a bet and you're taking these bets and what if they don't pay off? Right. Yeah. I feel pretty exposed on that right now because Colleen and my, our business isn't working, right? So, like, like we're not making... We're at the very beginning. I don't have the benefit to look back and rewrite some story and say, this is, like, this is what you should do because I did... I'm like, I have no idea. I am in between trapezes hoping that I catch the next one, and I'm on mm-hmm. the show right now recording it in stone, and I have no idea if I'm going to catch the next one or I'm going to fall, right? And so, yeah, I feel that, Intimately, like I know that it's a bet and I know that it might not work. What I will say again is I'll go back to like, I'll go back to the sacrifice equation of like, what am I willing to sacrifice and what am I not willing to sacrifice? So let's talk about, I think there are stakeholders in this, right? Me as an individual, my spouse and my kids. I am not willing to sacrifice time with my kids. I'm just, I'm not willing to do it. We, my kids and I can't have an informed discussion about that. They are two years old, right? <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not willing to say, like, I'm not willing to uh, say, hey, I would love to be inside for breakfast and be inside for dinner, but dad mm-hmm. is working on his dream. I'm I'm sorry. Like that is a reasonable decision to make. That's one that I'm I have made and I've made it the other way. And I've said, I'm gonna be inside for breakfast. I'm gonna be inside for dinner. Like mm-hmm. and there are things that I would maybe rather do. I've decided this is more important to be with my kids. So there's that. Then there's the question of like, what have, like, what about other things? Like time with time with my spouse. And that's different because she and I can talk about that and come to an agreement as as a unit and be like, okay, what are, like, what's important? What's not important? Is it important that we watch two hours of TV together every night? Mm-hmm. No, turns out it's not. Like that's fun. Turns out that's really not that important. Does she care if I work instead of watch TV with her? She doesn't. Your spouse, you know, your you, the listener, your spouse might, mine doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like two two different parties. I think the the third party is me, right? So there are things that I can sacrifice. Um, that really kind of only affect me. I mean, there are externalities, but like I can decide to get up earlier. Mm -hmm. I can decide to get up earlier and I can decide that to me, it is more important that I try to fulfill whatever this thing inside of me is Mm -hmm. than that I sleep until 7.30 and then walk out and get the kids up. Like there is an amount of time and there is a sacrifice I can make. I can decide... I can decide that I don't watch sports. Like I don't really have a huge desire to watch sports, but I also don't spend my entire Sunday watching NFL football because I do not care and I think there's something more important and I want like I want to give something up to have the space to work on this thing that I want to come true in my life. I don't have other hobbies. People are like, "What are your hobbies?" Man, my hobbies are work, yeah, and that is a decision that i've that I've made i i like i don't even I can't even make up a hobby like I guess <laughs> also sports like playing basketball maybe is a hobby. I don't have that hobby my hobby, my hobby is trying to make my dreams come true, and is it worth it? um, it's a risk, yeah, but yeah, but the equation is not I'm going to sacrifice the youth of my children to try to build a business and then have the business fail. Mm -hmm. Like that is an equation that is too far for me. I'm too risk averse to take that. And I think personally for me, that would make me regret my life. And I don't want that. I want to regret (laughs) very little if possible. Yeah. If I look back, if I look back in 10 years and the business has failed and I am sleepier than I otherwise would be and I sacrificed a lot of like, you know, fun nights and weekends like i don't know go-karting or whatever hobbies are like mm-hmm. that's a that's a thing i'm willing to look back on and say that sacrifice was worth it even if it didn't play out
1: how much are you sacrificing other things like friendships
0: in my estimation very little so okay. um i do a i do a it's the weirdest schedule. Once every three weeks, I go to breakfast with a big group of guys. We do a Bible study every Wednesday night. We go to church every Sunday. I see friends probably once or twice a weekend. So I, I see friends quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's pretty good. The- yeah,
0: especially for a thirty-four year old with you know with kids, that's a lot.
1: You're right. Like that, the way you split that up is is was great because uh, you know you've got your kids your spouse and then you've got you and the you part is tricky because it really depends on how well you know yourself, how well you really know yourself, how well you can't, you know, for me personally, um, so much of what you're saying is exactly how I've felt <laughs> my entire life. Mm-hmm. Hobbies, what hobbies? Work is my hobby. Um, you know, people say, well, why can't you just be satisfied? You've got a good job. Why can't you just be satisfied with that? I said, I'm just not content know, to man. sit here and do this. Why are you willing to make this risk? Not just one risk, multiple risks. Why are you willing to make these bets? Why are you willing to invest yourself in this thing? And it was because I had this dream that life could be better, that life could be different, that we could get somewhere that would make, that could potentially make those bets. Worthwhile. Uh, on the other side of it, now I've been through it, and I think uh, some of my rosiness that I had when I was younger has gone away. Especially when it comes to advising other people and what they should do, because in retrospect, it's like, wow, we made it. So honestly, on this side, it is better. It's just better. Yeah, uh, I know. know. The, the I believe the, that the 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 money's better. The the schedule's better, the, um, it's, the sense of purpose is better. Uh, when things are going well, uh, this can, obviously all of this is still subject to change. Uh, and, you know, I have friends who have also achieved this and they're feeling the same way. This is, it's why Tyler Tringus says, this is the, the new American dream, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it is substantially, when it works, it's substantially better. But as I've, you know, uh, had, I've had a blog and a podcast and a community for aspiring bootstrappers for a long time, and giving advice has gotten a lot harder, uh, especially if I'm honest about my experience, which was at the time, I said, uh, you know, when I was really hustling, I felt like, you know, I don't have any hobbies and that's okay. I am willing to sacrifice this thing. It's It's fine. And there were some things, some blind spots that I didn't see that um, ended up really affecting me. And I was talking about this with my wife, and I'm like, you know, it's so hard because on one hand, I'm like, this life is better, but on the other hand, I can now see everything you have to pass through to get here, or at least that I did. I'm sure it's easier for some people. The question I don't have an answer to is can you accomplish all of this without all that risk, without all that pain, without all that? And by risk, I mean, like, real burnout. Like, Mm -hmm. real, like, everything comes to a head at the same time, and it's all falling apart, Mm -hmm. and you don't know if you're going to make it through, kind of, period. My wife sometimes says, you know, I don't know, maybe that's just how life is. To accomplish something like that, you're, there's just going to be the risk of pain. Uh, there's this other part of me, though, that wants to believe that in the same way that other people who have gone ahead of me have been able <laughs> to reduce some of my pain. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had talks with Jason Cohen that have substantially removed a lot of unneeded pain from my life. I, I think part of my position now is I'm like, I think there is the potential for some people to avoid some unnecessary pain some unnecessary risks some unnecessary pressure and for some folks that will mean hey I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait until mm-hmm. for me to 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 you know ratchet this up uh, the right advice at the wrong time is the wrong advice right that's the that's the hard thing about giving advice mm-hmm. and so I wonder if we could, well, first of all, why don't you respond to that? And then um, and then we can go from there, maybe in identifying more, more of those factors, more of those things that might help people make a decision one way or the other in terms of evaluating their own situation. But yeah, any, any thoughts on what I, I just said there?
0: Yeah, so to the question of unnecessary pain, unnecessary risk, of course, I don't have... I don't have any answers but what I hear a lot is I uh, for for the purposes of this conversation you Justin you have made it. I'm going to say that you've made it. Whatever that means to people listening, you've made it. I hear a lot of people who have made it say yeah, you all you all can make it but like you don't don't do it my don't do it the way that I did it. And the way that everyone who has made it <laughs> The way that they did it was they worked really freaking hard. And like each one of you, each one of you made separate mistakes. And so Jason Cohen's like, I made mistake A, B, and C. So don't do that. And you're like, ah, Mm -hmm. fantastic. Adam Wathen's like, I made mistakes D E and F because I listened to Jason. But everyone made mistakes. Everyone made tactical mistakes, relational mistakes, you know, mistakes of direction, whatever. But what I see everyone having in common, except maybe Daniel Vasalo and DHH, they're all like, I worked incredibly freaking hard and I sacrificed things to get to where I am. And then, you know, there are the two outliers who are like, no, you can do it in 10 hours a week. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that would be amazing. I would love to do that, but I, I haven't been able to crack that nut. Right. So what everyone else says when they get to the top, when they make it is like, hey, I've made it and it's awesome, but it was really hard work. So don't like, don't do it. And I'm like, how am I supposed to get there then? I am willing to do the hard work. Like that doesn't scare me. What scares me, honestly, what scares me is not working hard and reaching the end and thinking, God, I wish I had worked harder. Yeah, Like reaching the end and thinking not like, not not I wish I had given more of myself to a company, like, oh, yeah. I don't freaking care about that. What I what I fear the most is reaching the end and thinking, I wish I had watched less TV. I wish I'd gotten up a little bit earlier. And I wish I'd tried to make my dreams come true. Like, mm-hmm. that's pretty terrifying. Like, that's pretty terrifying. And so I have to yeah. balance that with reaching the end and thinking, I wish I'd spent more time with my kids. That's even more terrifying right mm-hmm. the, the The fear of unfulfilled dreams is not as great as the fear of not fulfilling my role as a father right like yeah i can't even I can't handle that I can't handle that fear, yeah, but both of those fears both of those fears are pretty strong, and when you look when you when you put yourself at the end and look back, you think. Man, I do not care about watching The Office for a 57th time Mm -hmm. when I could open my computer and try to make this thing that is inside me, like, I could try to make this thing happen. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have hobbies, but you know what? Painters like to paint, right? What is a painter's hobby? I don't know. They probably paint, like I'm a I'm a programmer. I like to build things. I like to make things. My hobby is making things, is building things. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the I'm sure the painter's parents are always like, Why don't you get a real job? You're just a painter. And the painter's like, I have to paint. Like, yeah, I have a job because I have I have duties as a father and as a husband, but Why don't I have hobbies? Because I have to paint. Like, I have to do this thing, and I am hoping that it will work. And I am going on the record while I'm midair between two trapezes saying, Mm -hmm. it is worth it for me right now. And I am very, very aware that in five years or ten years, I may be coming on, you know, Justin's Build Your Sass 2.0 and being like, my guy, it didn't work. Yeah, But I'm willing to say, like, I have counted the costs at this point and so far, I've weighed it, and I've measured it, and I think I think it's worth it.
1: I mean, this is why it's so individual. Now, I don't really know what's going on with you. I don't have a, an omnipotent view mm-hmm. of how you're doing psychology, how you're really doing, how your relationship with your wife and your kids really is. It's, it's sometimes—you it, know, none of us can really have that. But uh, based on what I know about your situation and based on what I'm hearing— if I was advising you, I would probably say you should probably go for it because mm-hmm. you seem to have a lot of the the margin where you need it. So, if if you have a partner who is like, yeah, go for it. I there no hesitation. Like, go go go. Uh, I would say, "Well, that's a pretty good sign." If you have a partner that is this is what I've seen as I've t- talked to a lot of couples who have, you know, where the one person's building the business, the other's not, is sometimes there's a slight hesitation on on one of the partners or they don't fully understand what this means. I'm building a business. Okay, what does that mean practically? And problems start where there's not a full understanding of what this is actually going to entail, of what it actually is going to mean in terms of sacrifice, what it actually means in terms of a, a bet and all those things. But it seems like in your situation... That's pretty solid.
0: I I will say, as as an interjection here, I think my wife is in the second category of, I guess, like, she's in the category of, like, I don't really know what that means, but that's great. And the reason that it works is because of the things I've decided are okay to sacrifice and the things that are not okay to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So she's like... I don't really know. Like you're on your computer when you're working. You're on your computer when you're side working, and you're on your computer when you're playing. So like, oh my god, sure, it, do whatever you want. Some, like <laughs> I, I don't really know.
1: If there if were spouses listening to this right now, that is like ninety uh, percent of spouses <laughs> just went, yeah, Frank, what what's the deal? always on the computer
0: <laughs> here here's the thing i haven't i haven't asked her like i haven't asked her to make the same level of sacrifice that i'm making i have asked her to make sacrifices yes like there are nights where i'm like hey i'm gonna go back outside is that okay and she's like sure that's fine mm-hmm. but i'm not asking her to like do everything in the morning and do everything at dinner time when i would otherwise be available right so like mm-hmm. during the day i am i'm am full time w2 but outside of those hours like i should be available if i were not working on side stuff and so I am Mm -hmm. because I sacrifice other things. So, like, yes, my spouse is incredibly supportive, and I'm under no illusions that I could do this if she were working outside of the home. But it's not like she is team. She's team business. She's just like, yeah, that's great. You, I know that you need to fulfill this thing, and also you're here to help me. So, like, do whatever you want, Mm -hmm. man.
1: (laughs) And and it's probably fine as long as those expectations are somewhat compatible. I've been running Mega Maker since 2013, and in the midst of that, there's been every once in a while, just you have that many people go through, uh, family stuff comes up, and uh, a recurring trend is that the one partner thought that everything was fine, that they were on the same page with their spouse, that, <laughs> that everyone understood the risks and the sacrifice and uh, all of that, and then, but in reality, they didn't... It, can cause a lot of pain if there's not a lot of communication and a lot of understanding. You can think somebody understands, but it's that some of those, it's often those little things that can that can grow bigger if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. And but I, I've also seen the opposite. I've seen two people who are like we're in this family together, and this is how I see my role. And this is how you see your role, and we're going to do this, and we are just solid in in that. Yep. And um, so they're both can work. The things to be careful about, if you're listening, is <laughs> really getting on the same page. I, I mean, one thing I would I, I think is pretty good general advice is uh, I would have I would have definitely gone to therapy for myself personally and with my partner way earlier in the process. Yeah, and had a. Third party who is trained in asking the right questions to say, So, why don't you each describe what you think is going to happen here Mm -hmm. and what's going to be involved? And let's really just kind of talk it out, you know?
0: I would echo that. I mean, I've been going to counseling individually for, I don't know, five years, something like that. My wife has been going for 15 years, and we've been going, we've almost been married 10 years. And we've probably gone to counseling for on and off for five or six years. Like, yeah. It's just it's just helpful. Like it's just extremely helpful to be able to pay someone to listen to you and ask questions. Like, yeah. So yeah, we we do we do that. We do all kinds of stuff. We have a name. Like it's again, it's really helpful to name things so that expectations are correct. We have a name called Individual Pursuits Night. And it's like, hey, are we gonna do we, do you wanna do individual pursuits tonight? And sometimes she's like, "Yeah, I want to watch Gossip Girl, and I don't want you to be laughing at it because it's ridiculous." And so it's like, "Great, you have a thing you want to do. I have a thing I want to do. Let's do individual pursuits tonight." Oh, I like and that. And sometimes it's like, "No, we're we're not doing individual pursuits. We're gonna like we're gonna watch a show together, and then we're gonna have, we're gonna talk, or we're gonna do something." And like, so it's helpful to name things again.
1: IPN versus CPN: individual pursuits night or couple <laughs> pursu- couple <laughs> pursuits night.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll float that acronym and see how it goes and report back to you.
1: <laughs> Yo, baby, IPN tonight. IP <laughs> IPN. <did> IPN? <laughs> um I, I mean these things are helpful. This is why I I think podcasting is such a helpful medium because the nuance comes out and also just like good ideas come out, like this idea, like individual pursuits tonight. Maybe I'll use that. That's yeah, it's great. That's a great um and there are certain this is the other thing that Uh, I have this belief, and again, I could be wrong, but it motivates a lot of my (laughs) tweets, blog posts, podcasts, (laughs) thinking, is I do believe that it's possible to give people a framework that makes their life better, that there are certain practices, there are certain uh, things you can put in place, like therapy, like you just said, that just objectively, for almost everybody will improve the quality of their life, will eliminate unnecessary suffering, and um, will give you a stronger foundation to build a life. The That foundation, I think, is important in the same way that I believe the foundation of building a business is you have to have customer demand. Without customer demand as the foundation, meaning there is a market or a category that you're in where there is momentum, people are seeking and buying a product like yours or seeking and buying something that is equivalent to what you're offering. Um, Without that foundation, you can't build a business. People have to want what you're making. And in the same way, there is pillars of a good life and pillars of a strong foundation that really make a lot of this stuff, I think, maybe this is part of your confidence, is that you've got some of these pillars in place. So we talked about communication with your spouse. We talked about therapy. Are there some other pillars that you can think of? One I, one is you have a career that is also compatible with you building skills and audience. Like there's some cross-pollination, cross-Venn diagram. Is there other things or do you want to speak to that a little bit?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean... I think my role at planet scale is an ideal situation for me because one it is um it's in the same neighborhood as the you know the product slash products that I'm building right it's yep. developer tooling it's databases it fits within my my universe of who is Aaron Francis online right mm-hmm. so that is not lost on me. I'm I mean I'm nothing if not strategic. That was not lost on me when it was like, hey, do you want to come, you know, create content for this database company? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Yeah. So that is compatible. I think it also is compatible that I don't spend all day writing code. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I were to spend all day writing code and then log off and go sit on the couch and then log on and write some more code. I don't know how much that would affect me. I like to think that, like, I could just code forever. Um, I think that would be a little bit harder. And so what I do most of the day, like, daytime work, is, like, researching and writing and making videos about databases. And so then when it comes to be nighttime work or, you know, early morning work, it's like, ah, finally I get to write some code. And so there's a little bit of, like, variation between how I spend my brain juice all day and how I spend it at night or in the early morning. And that's really,
1: really helpful. Right? Yeah. That strategy is being strategic, I think is also an underrated being strategic is an underrated strategy.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think so. I think like, effort effort in every direction uncoordinated is an entire is entirely wasteful. Yeah. Like we talked about it's not maximum effort in every vector. Like I can't do that. I don't think anyone can. It's maximum effort in vectors that are generally pretty aligned and strategically the things that I think will take me to where I want to be going. Right, so I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put maximum effort into something where when I arrive at the end it's like well crap that's not actually where I wanted to go, and so it's very important to think like all right if these things are true if my family needs uh, health insurance if if I need to make a salary if I want to make my dreams come true I want to spend time with my spouse and kids all right let's write all these things down what do I do with all of those? How can I point as many of those vectors in the same like, g- like general direction as possible instead of like pointing them in opposite directions, which seems really, really hard to do, and I don't know that I would be able to pull that off.
1: Yeah, and, and another part of strategy is an honest assessment of where you actually are at right now. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if you are taking care of a family member who has health problems uh health problems um that is a that is a real thing in your life that you've got to account for <laughs> meaning i only have limited resources here and if this is a real part of my life then i'm going to have to consider that if you are 2 months into um being parents and if things are going great and you're like this is great. These kids are sleeping. These kids are, you know, we get this. We're actually really good at this. Where It doesn't stress us out. Then that's a good sign. That's an honest assessment of where you're at. If you're two months into parenting and you're like, (laughs) this is way harder than I thought it would be. The wheels are falling off the bus. This is more stressful than I ever imagined. That's not a great... Situation to start a business in, you know, you you got to be you got to be honest with yourself, and be like, what's really happening right now? This is why um, in strategy they always talk about strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Well, your strengths and weaknesses are like, what is honestly going on here at home that we need to consider here, and if the if there are some major you know, situational things in your life that, and and maybe it's just like we we've got too many priorities. We can't pay off the we can't pay off all of our student loan debt and do the and all at the same time and take care of mom and you know deal with these health issues and you you've gotta you've got to have an honest assessment all of all that. So strategically, you can go okay now. Let's think about how we're gonna you know, do this. Yeah.
0: I think what, what, no, I think what you're talking about there is it's the sacrifice equation running the other direction. So like, if you're taking care of a sick, if you're taking care of a sick spouse or a parent or your aging parents or whatever, you have to decide like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice working on my business because I'm going to take care of my aging parents or my sick spouse or whatever. And Mm -hmm. again, you just have to count, like you have, you have to count the cost. Like, it is more important to me to take care of my aging parents early in the morning and late at night than it is to work on my business early in the morning and late or late at night, right? So, I think with everything like with everything that you're you're doing. So like we're both saying the same thing from a different direction. Like you mm-hmm. have to count the cost, and I think what I'm saying, the counter-counter narrative um is there are some things that you should sacrifice for almost any reason and that can be watching two or three hours of TV at night and mm-hmm. listen if if the alternative like that is if there is something on the other side of the equation for which you want to sacrifice right so if you're looking at like if you're looking at your your time and you're saying i i have 3 hours every night where i don't really do anything but there's this dream that i want and it's like okay that's easy to me that is a no brainer to me and i see i think i see like i see too many people saying that like they can't like they can't change their life because like they don't want to grind and i'm like mm-hmm. i am gonna change my life whatever it takes like no matter what it takes but the equation the, the equation is flipped if it's like i'm burned out and I'm like, I'm hanging on to the end of a knotted rope. And it's like, I'm about to fall off unless like, unless I hang on with everything I have. In which case I would say like, okay, if TV, whatever it is, if, you know, taking long walks at night, if that is more valuable, like you have to decide you're going to do that instead of working on your business, you're going to sacrifice working on your business because you're barely making it and that is a like that is a valid that those are valid numbers to run and so i think what we're both saying is like you got to you got to introspect and decide what are the numbers for you for me i i have told you 10 times what the numbers are i don't know what they are for anybody else and importantly the numbers are going to change for me at some point they're they're like i'm in i'm in this era right now this era is not going to mm-hmm. last forever I'm going to run out of energy. The kids are going to get older. We're going to have more kids. Something will change, and I will have to sit down and redo the math. But many people aren't doing the math. They're just like, man, I wish my life would change. Well, that's too bad. I'm like, no.
1: Yeah. This is it. This is all you got, man. There is another perspective on that, which is to clearly outline what you want and then to ask yourself, what is the best way to get there? And um I have had people back when I was doing more coaching, they would show up and they, I would say, what do you want? And they would say, I want to become an individual influencer like you, Justin. I want to have an audience. I want to build a product and launch mm-hmm. it and you know, I want to build this up. And I would say, okay, let's get started then. And and but I say, but that's not an actual reason. What's the actual reason why? What do you a- well, right now, I'm making $80,000 a year, and my family could really use one hundred and thirty. dollars Okay. Once we actually got into it, mm-hmm. it just became clear that for this person, the, the best path to getting to that dream is just to find a better job. Mm-hmm. It's something that doesn't get, I think, mentioned enough, which is if, if you're in a shitty job, if you're not making enough money, and you don't have an audience— and you, don't ha- you haven't like, started any of this. It is likely that the best use of your time and energy and focus is just getting a promotion or finding a better job. Um, those things may give you nothing's ever going to give you 100 percent of what you want. You might get 60, 70, 80. Maybe if you're lucky, you get 90 percent of what you want. So sure, you go to a job, you have one of the downsides to getting a job is you have to ask permission to go on vacation, which I always hated. Mm-hmm. But it may be in the math, that personal math, it may be better decision for a listener to be thinking, you know what, actually, if this is what I want, I'm, I'm actually avoiding something I'm scared of, which is going out and finding another job, mm-hmm. and I'm replacing it with something that is actually way scarier, way harder, uh, has a lower chance of success. I'm going to try to do that instead. And this is why the stair-step approach is such a nice idea of like, you can stair-step your way up to a nice remote job like Aaron has. And then, uh, that's compatible with some of your long-term dreams. I mean, that's a best, those are the best employers. Hey, Aaron, what Mm -hmm. is your long-term dream? Oh, I want to do this, this, this. Okay. Well, we're compatible here on a long-term basis. Um, but I don't want people to think that that's not an option. My guess is that for most folks, it is better for them to find a better job than to try to start a company just because I've, I've known tons of people who are amazing in all sorts of ways, have tons of skills, tons of it, and they don't make it making it in business is it's just, it, there's no sure thing. And so if you're playing, if you're doing that math, I would consider saying, well, the first step if I'm in a shitty job is just to find a better job that gives me more freedom, more autonomy, more money, et cetera.
0: Yeah. If we were like, I I am, (laughs) I think the reason I'm in this situation partially is because I'm extremely risk averse, right? Like I'm not going to quit my job. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to just be like, Hey family, I'm going to do my own thing. Like I hope that I have enough money next month to, so that you kids can go to school. Like I think there is definitely a way to like to work your way up to a position where you can then start to sacrifice other things, but there again there are non-negotiables. Like I I would love to be able to work on a business full time, but that's just not that's just not in the cards for me. Listen, if we were going negative every month, like if if planet scale wasn't enough for us to live, The the talk of like a a side business would probably not be on the table for me. It would be, Aaron, you got to cut your expenses or you got to get a better job because this is not working. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I definitely don't want to paint the picture of like, I'm, you know, sacrificing everything and I'm this like, I'm throwing the whole team on my back. Like, no, we've got like, we, we're not going negative every month. And the things that I'm sacrificing don't really count to anybody except me. And so... That's where that's where I'm like, yeah, if your job sucks and you're going negative every month and or you're going in physically to somewhere that is just like beating you down, get out of there. Like that is absolutely the best first step.
1: Yeah. This is the the challenge is so many people do get into starting their own business because they things are really not going well. <laughs> and they're like, I got I got to fix this. And sometimes that can work out. But the way I've I've said it before is it's good to be hungry. It's not good to be desperate. In the the hungry desperation scale, uh, desperation is not a good time to be building anything um, because you're going to be in this vicious cycle. And uh, it's actually great having you on the call today because it's just clear you seem calm. You seem like you're hungry, but there is a, a foundation of calm That if I was going to review a lot of these cases I'm thinking about from my inbox and from, you know, people I've coached and things, the times where it didn't work out was they were, they were in that desperation mode. They were too close to the metal. They were grinding gears. And um, when you're in that kind of spiral... Nothing is going well. All you're doing is putting out fires. You're putting out fires with your spouse. You're putting out fires with Mm -hmm. the day job. You So you got to simplify as much as you can. And if you're in a situation like that, probably the best way for you to improve your life is to try to get a better job. Nice thing about getting a better job is a lot of the principles uh, that apply to business also apply to that. You're trying to give people something they want. You're trying to solve the boss's problems. You're trying to um, make yourself the most attractive candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are all things that apply in business. Business is about when you have a product, you're trying to make your product the most attractive candidate for anybody who's looking for a product like that. And you can take some of those principles away with you. Uh, we've got an hour. Is there anything else you'd like to say?
0: Th- thanks, for, thanks for letting me come on and, and take the other side. I feel like this was really valuable, um, hopefully, hopefully for other people as well. I think I would synthesize the whole thing as like, you know, I've told Colleen this, my, my business partner, a number of times, like the only thing you got to figure out is what do you want? And unfortunately, that's the hardest thing in the world to figure out. Like, mm-hmm. what, what do you want? And I think for me in the past couple of years, I think I've started to figure out what I want. And I am not, like we just talked about, I'm not extremely comfortable with risk. I'm calm, but boy, am I hungry, not because we're running out of money, but because there's some kind of, like, thing inside of me that has to prove to, like, my childhood self and the way that I came up and part mm-hmm. of me, like, I am going to make it. And, like, that, like, coupled with I have a job and my, I can provide for my family, so far seems like infinite energy and I know that it will run out at some point. Mm-hmm. But I am not willing. I'm not willing to to watch to watch these dreams die because I'm too sleepy or I'm watching TV at night or something. And so, like, yeah, you got to run the sacrifice equation on your own side and figure out what are you willing to sacrifice and for what are you sacrificing and figure out like, I don't know, man, which one's stronger, <laughs> and then you just run it from there. Don't don't be afraid to commit. Do not be afraid to commit to it.
1: Yes. Yeah. I I mean, we could keep going. I'm sure but i'm cheering for you i i that Thanks. <laughs> that that hunger you have and that <laughs> idea of like i got this dream and i just got to go after it is so i identify with that so much and then having that line of i have this dream but i'm not willing to cross this line is also important and uh we heard i heard that from you too so Thanks so much, man. This was great. Yeah. I, I'm sure folks will have lots of feedback on this. Uh, wh- what's a good way for people to reach out to you or say, hey, I'm listening right now?
0: Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter basically all the time, even when I shouldn't be, at um, Aaron D. Francis. Aaron with two A's. Aaron D. Francis. Um the course that we talked about is at planetscale.com slash courses. And then the product that my partner and I are working on is um, we are in the middle of a, of a pivot because we haven't found product market fit. So that's at helloquery.com. And we're building a flexible way for non-technical users to get access to their database. So, hello Query. Hello Query. This is as of like yesterday, totally unannounced. So breaking news here first. So
1: I, I say Query. What did you say? Query. 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 I say query.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Huh. We'll have to talk about this offline. That's the first time I've heard that one. Yeah. So query.com, I guess, if you're from Canada.
1: <laughs> Don't take mine as Canadian pronunciation. That's a, a recurring bit on this show as I pronounce things weird. Would also love to hear, if you're listening, I would love to hear from spouses. And if you are a spouse of someone bringing, building a business... Um, Yeah, it'd be great to have you reach out. You can email me, justinattransistor.fm. I'm on Twitter, the letter M, the letter I. Justin, we have a live chat on Transistor. You can even put comments in there. But uh, I'm hoping this will be the beginning of uh, an expanded, nuanced discussion about how to do all of this uh, while you're being a parent and trying to uh, live a good life. Family. Family. So thanks again, everybody. And yeah, I hope to hear from you soon. Hey, wow, you made it all the way to the end of this episode and you're still listening. Just wanted to remind you that you can get 15% off your first year of podcast hosting when you go to transistor.fm Justin. That's my personal coupon code. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast, now is the time. And you can use cool features like this where you dynamically insert ads or announcements into your podcast episodes, pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll. So go to transistor.fm Justin, get 15% off your first year of Transistor. Thanks for listening.